0: Welcome to Share Your Magic, Biz and Brand Talk with Mary Alvazurez. If you are a soul driven entrepreneur looking to share your magic with the world in the best ways possible, this is the podcast for you. Mary is here to give you the actionable tools, insights, inspiration, uplifting conversations, and goods to level up your brand biz, and world. Ready to share your magic with the world? Let's get started. Here is your host, Mary.
1: Hello, beautiful soul. I'm so excited to have you here with me again. Today, we have special guest, Jennifer Longmore. Jennifer is the founder of the number one Akashic Record training school in the world, has built thriving eight-figure businesses around all things consciousness. She's also a serial entrepreneur, investor, and board advisor to various conscious apps as she prepares to trade publicly. When she's not coaching thousands of conscious entrepreneurs to create six and seven figure businesses doing what they love, you can find her hiking with her family, mining for crystals with her son, or enjoying martial arts with her husband. I love it all, Jennifer. Hi, how are you today? I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm really good. I'm excited to have you here. Excited for today's episode. I'm excited to
2: be here yeah I am like, how can we possibly capture the magic in such a short period of time and wrestle dazzle people <laughs> It's
1: hard, but you know it's always that thing of like if people want more, then you know, of course, I always invite them, connect with Jennifer, get everything she has, you know, they can indulge in your offerings after. but I think it's just such a way to it's such a beautiful way to introduce you know people to other people. <laughs> That's what I love about the podcast. yeah. Yeah, I um, I agree. I absolutely agree. Yeah. So I am a huge fan of the Akashic Records. Um, It's created so many amazing shifts and miracles and been such a monumental part of how I got to where I am today, along with other things that, you know, I always share about. For me, it hasn't just been one thing through my healing or spiritual journey. It's been a mix of a lot of things. But um, yeah, although I've been more guided in the process by working with people in the kaushik records um i love that that's what you train in Mm. (laughs) so i'm like yes please jennifer we need Mm. more of that magic in this world (laughs) (laughs) i love it i love that you're the number one magic for the
2: world because yeah well i mean there's so much going on in the world right and the records are going to cut through all of the nonsense and just show us what's true, show us what's true for us, show us what's true about what's actually happening on the world stage, showing us where we need to focus our energy, where we don't, uh, being able to discern between two truths and a lie versus like 100% truth and all kinds of things in this crazy, inverted, magical world that we live in, so. Yeah, I'm a bit biased, of course, but <laughs> excited <laughs> to dive in. <laughs> of course.
1: <laughs> I love that you said that. It's showing mm-hmm. us what's true. But before we get into all the juicy things I want to chat about today, um, can you tell us, for someone that may be hearing about it for the first time, like what are the Akashic Records?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So the Akashic Records for some people actually appear like a big book well, actually a series of books in a library. So some people will literally see a library filled with books about their soul. Uh, It can be, you know, the book of their purpose, their book of truth, their book, like their wealth blueprint. There's all kinds of things that we can find in the records. Some people, they hear it, they know it, they sense it, they smell it. There's all kinds of different ways that we, um, you know, our spiritual language, right, that allows us to receive information. And it holds all of the information about our soul, not just the soul that's in this body, in this lifetime, in this now moment, but all of the other aspects of us that are existing in parallel realities. And uh, all of those aspects of us make up what's called the Oversoul. So there's actually, when we're tapping into the Akashic records and most people don't talk about this, we're actually tuning into the highest um, imprint of light that's extended from the infinite creative life source Force, and then we tend to ask questions as it relates to this aspect of the soul in this lifetime in this human body, if that makes sense. But it, it holds all the information about where we've been, where we're going, why did I choose to be born now, what is my purpose, what am I still here to learn, what am I here to master, why did I choose the parents I did. Uh, you know, what's my legacy? Uh, How can I raise my children? How can I heal my body? How can I manifest more money? It's really an endless document. And so we only use it as a tool to help us co-create the reality that we want. And the tool is as effective as we use it and as effective as we believe it can be, right? Which means we have to clear illusions around it. We have to be willing to clear some of the myths around the Akashic records and really just lean into it as a tool that's been gifted to us to help us line up our actions and our decisions to be way more in alignment with our purpose if we choose to do that, of course.
1: Yeah, wow, that's a really great way to explain it. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my God, I haven't (laughs) even gotten (laughs) deep enough. (laughs) I feel like i barely scratched (laughs) the surface with my questions. I need to get more into Uh it Uh, but I'm really curious now so how do you be nerve-wracking though right yeah absolutely I know I've gotten to the records you know on my own and to me I'm still like no I just made all that up but obviously when I'm guided through the process which Mm -hmm. is why I love working with others um record keepers is I think would be the name for them right um yeah Yeah. when I love working with others um (laughs) guides then um I'm more like okay that does make sense (laughs) but um like I was saying I'm really curious how do you get started on your journey with Akashic Records can you share a little bit about your story with us
2: Mm -hmm. yeah I've I was working in them when I was really young, but I didn't call it that. It's only once I really started intentionally connecting with them that I realized that the energy was still the same for me. I was pretty, uh, I'll say awake when I came out of the womb. I was seeing a lot of orbs and so on when I was a really young child. Like in my crib, I remember seeing orbs. I was very telekinetic and very telepathic and uh, started channeling when I was three years old basically i went for my first past life regression with my parents when i was four and uh, while i was waiting for them to have their joint session together i had a bunch of adults swim up to me in the pool that i was in um, trying to patronize me right hello little girl where do you think god is and and what brought you here and all kinds of things and i i guess just started channeling well i remember that because if anyone's an old soul, and I imagine everyone here is, right? You get when you're a kid and people talk to you like you're a little kid, it's like really, really offensive. <laughs> because <laughs> You're like, I am a 78 year old trapped in a three-year-old body. I'll have, you know. So uh, anyways, I had this recurring dream uh, probably I'm, I'm going to say about 20 years ago. And I kept hearing that these are, or I kept seeing pages of a book flip for like two weeks and all night long through my entire sleep or dream state, this beautiful book with gold edges and Sanskrit writing and it kept flipping and flipping and flipping, but the pages were moving too quickly and I couldn't read from them, but I knew that I needed to know what was in that document. I had no you know, 3D reason why other than I just knew. And then after two weeks, I went in, I said, okay, guys, like I need to sleep. Clearly you have something to tell me. So please allow it to be super clear for me when I wake up. And allow me to remember it when I wake up. And in the middle of the night, I heard, these are the Akashic records. You must learn them so that you can teach them. And I had this big sigh of relief, not because I knew what it was, but because I could finally sleep. (laughs) And (laughs) so... uh, there's a whole series of events that happened, but very soon after that dream, I started having people approach me for readings and they had no reason to know that I was even doing readings because I hadn't even decided to do readings. I was still sort of acclimating to that information and deciding what I was going to do with it. And then over time, as I started doing more and more readings, people started asking me to teach it. And I'd forgotten about the dream, by the way, I forgot that I was meant to And it wasn't me, by the way, that had those terms. It was a big, deep, bellowy male voice in my dream state that was saying this to me. And um, so people started asking me to teach them and I I have a university background. I'm trained as a forensic social worker. And uh, so I came from the lens of, well, nobody, like no governing body has decided I'm allowed to teach this. I don't have a bachelor's in Akashic records. Like I don't, you know, I had all these <laughs> stories in my head around what, where I needed to be at in order to teach it. And people started getting angry with me. They thought I was purposely trying to hoard the information and all they wanted to do was be able to allow other people to feel the same way they did when they were having a reading. So I said, okay, well, tell me what you need to learn and I'll tune in and see if I actually feel competent to teach you that. Cause I, even to this day, I just don't teach anything that I haven't developed a certain level of competency over. And uh, when they were posing their questions, I thought, okay well, I'll put together a level one training for you. I'll teach you how to open yours. You'll be satisfied. And that will be it. That was my thinking, right? And at the end of the level one class, everyone's like so when's the level two? And I'm like, there is no level two. And they're like, well, Yes, there is, (laughs) you better figure it out, right? Like they were being playful, obviously. And uh, so I said, well, what do you want me to teach you? They said, how to read for other people. I'm like, okay, I can do that for you. And then at the end of level two, they said, when is level three? And I said, there is no level three. And uh, they said, yeah, there is, we want more. And I said, okay, well, what do you wanna learn? So my very first group of students who are still with me today, they've all turned into teachers and they're all amazing people that have created amazing lives because of their Akashic records, similar to what you were talking about. Uh, they, that was kind of, that became the core curriculum, right? To develop just a certain level of competency in doing readings for ourselves and others was level one, two, and three. And then people started asking for level four. And I said, look, I can't keep pumping out this content. Why don't we just do an annual conference every year? We'll call it a Akashic Record Level Four. And I'll introduce some new content to you. And we'll explore different books within the records and we'll go deeper. And it was more focused on Ascension at that time. And then we had those conferences every year for, I think about 12 years or something like that, it was pretty crazy. And then I ended up switching that up and now I have created what's called the Akashic Record Mastery Program. So it's basically for people that uh, wanna go really deep, right? it's like getting a PhD in the Akashic Records basically. And that's who I work with, right? I work with people that are deep divers. I don't work with people that are curious. I'm fine with people being curious, but um, if, if people are coming into my spaces, then it's because they're lifelong learners that like me, they like to go deep, they, they can't help but always want to stretch themselves and stuff. So I created like the ultimate, ultimate mastery program for them that talks about ascension and raising their frequency and aligning with their highest timeline and calling in more money and doing future progressions and doing life between life reviews and all kinds of really um, deep things, I guess you could say, right? So it's, it's interesting to me how much it's evolved, right? Because when we start out, I know everyone can relate to this. When we start out, we think it's always going to be the way that it is when we start. I had no idea that the Akashic Records would open me up to so much and introduce me to so many amazing people too.
1: Yeah, that's really beautiful. Um, no, I love that. <laughs> you followed that and, you know, people wanted more because I think it's amazing. I love, like, I'm not in a position where I want to take the deep, deep, deep dive. Although I have taken enough of a dive to Mm -hmm. be like, I love this. It's working for me. I'll come back for more. (laughs) But um, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I love that, you know, Like I said, I think the world definitely needs more of this magic. Um, I know you said, you know, we could learn about just about anything in the records, but I'd love to talk about more Mm -hmm. um, about accessing, you know, more abundance and rewriting or healing our money story. I know it's something that, you know, it could be the million dollar question for a lot of us, but um, I'd love any insights on like, you know, how that how that kind of (laughs) works in the records.
2: Absolutely. Well, the first thing is, I guess, when we open our records, it's like a homecoming, right? So we become acutely aware of the texture of our soul, we feel the essence of our soul. And um, it can be very emotional for some people, right? So just that, that reunion and feeling into, oh, there I am, like, there's the real me, in the truth of who I really be, without all of the distortions, without all of the illusions, without all of the programs, And all of the things that um, create density in our energy field, it's hard to ascend when we have density and we all have density myself included, right? So the goal is to, so when we open our records we not only have restoration of the awareness of who we really be, but in that energy that can actually just start working on it, right? And it ends up starting to align our frequency. And the more aligned we are, the more we attract things that are aligned to us, right? That are meant to help us. The second thing that happens in the records is that we align to truth. That's just what they are. It's it's a loving truth, but it's just truth. And so in the alignment to the truth, any distortions around money, around manifesting, around our worthiness, around our deservingness, around our capacity to receive, around our ability to feel safe in asking, uh, around our ability to hold more, because that's really the big thing for people, right? We We clear out any distortions that have come through our lineage from society, from religion, from wherever, from school, like wherever we've picked up programming. And then on top of that, we, because we're in the same plane of existence as our theta brainwaves, which which is where we program our unconscious or our subconscious, we clear out the stories in there. The brain is just very committed to being right. It's, it's a very egoic little creature and it loves to go out and, um, be be righteously indignant right like whatever stories are in the brain it's just going to go out and gather evidence to prove itself right so if there's a bunch of stories in our consciousness that says you suck you're always going to be poor people are going to kill you if you have money everyone's going to hate you you're a bad healer if you have money because there's people starving in another part of the world. If you grow, you're gonna leave people behind and that's not fair. I mean, I could throw out a gazillion stories, right? These are all things I've heard over the years and and also my stories as well. So when we, if, if all of the sudden those distortions are released from the brain and we imprint the brain with new information which is that of course I'm infinitely worthy. I'm a divine being of light. Of course I'm, you know, all of these things then the brain just naturally goes out and proves it right. And we just start looking for evidence that support our eyes start to get attuned to the information that supports these truths in our brain. So that's another way that we um, you know, can manifest more money. And then of course, wealth consciousness is consciousness. And, and so if we're choosing a journey of ascension, we have no choice. Like it's inevitable that our wealth consciousness has to shift. So as we release more density, if we say we're choosing an ascension path, then naturally any energies that are keeping us from floating have to fall away. And so the same programs that are keeping us tied into fear-based programs about anything, even our body consciousness and other things naturally lift, right? And so wealth consciousness is a part of the spiritual journey. Some people can get triggered by that, but the reality is that it's just all consciousness, right? And so if we say we're standing for consciousness, if we say we want to elevate consciousness, then wealth consciousness is just an inevitable part of that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love, I think you said so many amazing things, but I think what really stood out to me is just like discovering our truths, right? That's really what it's all about. And like clearing what's not in alignment for us. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess, like I said, I've, I've been doing the work. <laughs> That's literally how it works. <laughs> what would you say, um, right. you know, <laughs> to someone who's new to this and, you know, um, they're, you know, going through the process, their own process of, um, you know, ascension and just living more in alignment, um, but they still find themselves either in doubt or wanting more clarity or feel like they need, you know, like, just give me one more confirmation <laughs> to feel that it's true for them or that, you know, what mm-hmm. they really want is possible for them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. What would you say to someone like that?
2: Oh, that's, you know, that's, it's a great question and it's, It's a simple answer and it's like a really complex answer as well, because things like doubt and worry and anxiety and various things are distractor implants, right? They're just things that are on this planet that are designed to keep us away from our truth and to keep us from being fully embodied in our light and being the lighthouse basically, right? Instead of being the life raft or needing a life raft, we we all came here at this time to be lighthouses, right? We came here to hold the frequency and to transmute the density. That's part of what we're here for at this time. We're all coded for something during this time, meaning like we have a blueprint for our entire lifetime, but then we did choose to be here during this great awakening and and we're coded for various things, right? Some of us are meant to be advocates, some of us are meant to be system uh, busters, some of us are meant to be whistleblowers, some of us are meant to be uh, teachers, guides, I could go on and on, right? But we're all coded for something and some of us are coded to be really in it and some of us are coded to be the bridge, some of us are coded to, um you know stay in our slumber i know that won't be applicable to anyone here right but we tend to judge it like how come everyone's following along in this mass hypnosis well some people are just coded for that and we don't need to worry about what other people are doing we just focus on well what am i here to do so anyways a lot of these distractor implants are designed to keep light workers off of their equilibrium so that the force field that we create collectively in the light gets watered down right so I actually use it as fuel if ever doubt or worry or any of these things come up, I go, oh, that's not mine. That's not mine, let's just transmute it. Because an infinite being of light doesn't doubt, it doesn't worry, doesn't have anxiety or any of those things, right? So that's one piece. But the other piece is we all have trauma, right? We all have different layers of trauma, uh, different reasons why we have the trauma. The, the trauma can be in various layers of complexity. And uh, when we are expanding into the truth of who we really are, that can feel uncomfortable because often the reason why we're contracted is because at a young age, we learned that it wasn't safe for us to be who we really were. So we have this push and pull of, I wanna be who I really am, but is it really safe for me? And so some of it is going to involve us releasing the traumas that keep us from feeling safe and supported and being the version of us that we came here to be. And um, and so my point is, I wouldn't judge it. In fact, I'd be very compassionate for that version of ourselves that has has both things happening at the same time: the strong desire to answer our calling and the strong desire to contract and um, you know just hide and try and stay comfortable in the box. If that makes any sense. So sometimes we're too close to our own stuff. Sometimes it's better to have someone else support us through that step depends on what our process is but I will say as someone that's been on this journey for a long time and I've had my own ups and downs right and I had my own dark nights of the soul and various things like that that It it does get better. It does get lighter. It does get easier. In the beginning of our journey, our spiritual awakening, we're we're excavating so much stuff that it can feel like we're getting donkey kicked in the face every day. And Mm -hmm. then uh, eventually, once those big boulders get moved, then uh, it's you know it doesn't mean that it's not intense, but there's a a pretty significant space between you know our last sort of. I don't know, upheaval, let's put it, and, and the next one. And then, and then we start to learn how to master um, you know, those next levels, right? When we're, when we're getting to our next level, we're all nervous. And then eventually we get to our next level and we start to acclimate to it. And we, we forget that we were even at one point afraid of this new level that we're currently experiencing. And then we get bored of it, it gets stagnant, we plateau, and then we desire something more and we go through the same process again. We just learn how to how to navigate those. I'll say more masterfully. I don't know that. I, I mean, it's still clunky even for me, right? So I don't know that it ever is graceful and beautiful like a swan. But it uh, it definitely is easier than those sort of beginning stages of awakening.
1: Yeah, no. Everything you said, I'm like, mm-hmm, yep. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> a lot of this is just like, yep, been there, done that. That's how I feel. Um, I love that you brought up like. Oh, you brought up a lot of really great things, but one thing that um, resonated with me is just like really just focusing on ourselves because, I mean, the world is so noisy and, um, and it can be good noise and also bad noise, right? <laughs> it's a bit of both. Um, and there's mm-hmm. so much happening right now. And yeah, what would you say um, if you are, you know... Um, if you'd like to open up a little bit about like everything that's kind of going on right now like what would you to say to someone like oh. that's here like jennifer <laughs> i hear you but like ooh it's tough, <laughs> it <is> tough. <laughs> like yeah, basically tough, uh, and yeah
2: <laughs> yeah well this is kind of the the beauty and the curse of the akashic records and i say that lovingly, right? Because the beauty of the records is, is it saved it has saved me a ton of time of going down too many rabbit holes because I can see the truth right away. right. The records just show me. That's true. that there's a texture to energy, right. And um, so what's happening is we hear this whole thing about two truths and a lie. and the reason why a lot of people are falling for two truths and a lie is because they're using their feelings. It feels true. right. So they don't pay attention to the part of the information and or the messenger, to see if all of it feels true, a portion of it feels true. So then they put a blanket statement over it saying, oh, it all feels true. So the records help us to not only navigate, well, why does this feel true? Is it true? How much of this is true? Is this messenger someone that I can trust? Uh, why, Why of all things is this coming out now? Like it allows us to be, We have to in this great awakening process. We have we can't just rely on our feelings, and we actually can't just rely on our intuition. We have to use our feelings, our intuition, and our critical thinking. And uh, some people have been trained to critically think, and some people haven't, and that's okay. Just having feeling and intuition can be super helpful. But uh, the records are going to very clearly show what's true and what's not but additionally because we're seeing the truth through the records we become aware of what even people within the awakened community can't always see right and that's why they're i call it backing the wrong horse like there's certain groups within the awakened community that get quite indignant they really think they have all the answers they think they know exactly what's happening and that all of us are just dumb and they're the wisest one on the planet. And I call that en- enlightenment Olympics because uh, if you're truly enlightened, you don't need to tell people that you're enlightened because it just is. And, an, and a truly enlightened person, by the way, still has to go and buy groceries and, you know, pet their, like walk their dog and feed their children and, you know, go and make money and various things like that. Right. So um So the records anyways, help us to see the truth of what's going on, but there is a lot and there's a lot of things to care about. And at the beginning of all of this, I tuned into the records, meaning like back in 2020 and I wanted to make sure like I'm clear on my purpose. I'm living my purpose, but is there anything specific to this time that I need to be focusing on my energy? Because there's so much to care about and there's so much injustice. There's so much to unpack. I mean, everyone has a different opinion about what's happening in the world. The reality is that these colonized systems don't work for anyone. And if we truly claim that we're 5D leaders, we're choosing the 5D timeline, we should be excited and relieved that these colonized systems are finally collapsing because they don't benefit anyone. They keep us separate. They keep us in illusion. They keep us in bondage with stuff that's not of the purest and highest light. And so because that system is naturally collapsing, it was already destined to collapse and we're actively collapsing it, people are forgetting. And so in the day-to-day stuff and the inconveniences and some of the heavy stuff, they're forgetting that that stuff has to go too, right? Like we have to, I'm not saying I agree with war by any means, but I'm saying we have to recognize that a lot of these things are going to come to the surface and be more pronounced because we get to decide as a humanity if we're going to keep tolerating them or not and if they're truly acceptable and if we claim that we're choosing the 5D timeline which means choosing the timeline that's operating as consciousness and operating in congruence and that consciousness and congruence is the new currency then uh, we actually want to be actively working towards dismantling these systems they're going to crumble whether we want them to or not so we might as well figure out what part of this collapse are we going to be a part of right and be a contribution to understanding that in the law of polarity as something gets destroyed there's also something new that gets created simultaneously just as the more darkness that appears on the planet we have to understand that more light appears too because the law of polarity only allows for balance
1: Mm, yeah you've mentioned so many times and I want to say for anybody that's listening and if it feels a lot I mean you can always come back and re-listen because I feel like this is one of those episodes you always get a different (laughs) message (laughs) but what like the one thing that really stands out to me is like we get to live in the light as much as as much as it appears to be super dark sometimes and we can't find like you know a peak of light but there's actually a lot of beautiful light in the world and you've mentioned it so many times, you know, tuning into the, you know, highest form of light or living in the purest and highest light. Like I'm all all about the light if you haven't caught on that. (laughs) But yeah,
2: I know that's really And, you know, like I, uh, I think like I had a lot of sacred rage, I call it, when um, all of this happened, you know, when, when the world got lockdown and we had a variety of different things happen it was it was total psychological warfare right there was a lot of shock and awe they just kept pummeling us with different things to focus on and as soon as we would kind of come out of shock with one thing then they were firing another thing at us and that's what they're doing this year too right Mm
0: -hmm.
2: they're just coming at us with a lot of distraction so that we uh were left destabilized And if we're, the more destabilized we are, the easier we are to control. So I would say that, you know, anything we can do to be grounded and focus on what's real, by the way, like I've been focusing a lot more on growing plants indoors, like not just vegetables and stuff, but plants, like I have probably about 20 orchids right now I'm carrying, I have over 200 plants, right, all different tropical plants and um, succulents and orchids and various things. And uh, I just like plants, I have a big loft and I have like this boho type of studio that's my my home and my little plant babies and and so on the reason I bring this up is because uh, I get to tend to my plants every day I'm you know growing things from like food scraps right like regrowing lettuce and regrowing strawberries and various things and just learning stuff right but I'm focusing on life I'm focusing on compounding right like I can plant one clove of garlic and it turns into a full bulb, right? That's exponentializing, that's compounding. That's where we wanna be. Um, you know, that's the mindset we wanna be in. I'm, my hands are in the soil, I'm focusing on what's re- real. I'm focusing on life instead of death. I'm focusing on expansion. I'm focusing on what's real. Nobody can gaslight me when my orchid is blooming, for example, right? People can say to me, oh, that's not a flower. I'd be like, um, it's a flower. I can see the flower. You can keep telling me it's not a flower, but it's a flower. So it's a lot harder, you know, like the more we focus on being out in nature or being around animals or growing things, anything that's tangible and real, moving our body, focusing on our body, then um, for those times where it gets heavy, we we're managing our mental health differently, right. And our emotional body, because we're grounded in reality, the more destabilized we are, the easier it is to puppet us and hook us up hook us with fear porn and um, get us focused on things that don't really matter or get us focused on things that aren't even true.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love that you brought that up. Um, one, I'm jealous of the 20 orchids. That's so beautiful. Like I have one. and I, like, <laughs> I talk to her every day of them. <laughs> and I'm like, we have such uh-huh. a beautiful relationship. Like I can't imagine having 20. That's just a beautiful party. <laughs> but, um, I love <laughs> that you brought that up. <laughs> I love that thank you you have shared so many amazing things with us today Jennifer thank you for all the gold um before we wrap this up is there anything you'd like to add um that I might have missed or
2: yeah oh my goodness I think well we could probably talk about this forever but I will say you know this this year is going to be a big year and uh it's going to have some unexpected things. I think we're all already feeling that, right? Because there's so much of the storyline that we're not privy to. And there's so many good things. The guides have consistently told me that this is a bounty year for all of us, that this is the year that we're harvesting um, the last few years of seeds that we've been planting, right? And that uh, this is a big year for growth, of course. It's a big year for, like in 2020, we were really, clearing out anything that didn't serve us. In 2021, it was the year that we became fully expressed and fully embodied in our full expression. And 2022 is now the year that we move all of that into action. And then we're able to call in all of the, you know, the things that match this new frequency and this new mindset that we're in this year. So it is going to be a good year, but it's also going to be a year of some unexpected things too. And so how can we you know, align to truth, what tools are we going to call in and how are we going to be committed to not only aligning with truth, but being grounded in reality.
1: Yeah. I love that you brought that up. Um, Thank you. I, the people I surround with myself with um, you know, it's, it's much lighter than it is darker (laughs) for those reasons. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, no, I'm like, as crazy as the, like I think I said it the other day I'm like I know the news says otherwise but like what a beautiful time to be alive um, not to be you know um I don't want to be insensitive to what's happening but um you know I just also want to say like hey it doesn't have to be as bad as you know others make it seem you know um that's really what I want to say <laughs> But yes, um, thank you again for sharing with us, Jennifer. Um, where can people connect with you?
2: Well, it uh, might not be popular opinion, but I am on Facebook. <clears throat> not everyone <laughs> likes Facebook, but let's be honest, uh, even the platforms that you think are alternative are still owned by the controllers, right? They're just giving you the illusion that there's censorship. for I like Facebook. I like the interchange on there, so I'm on Facebook. Uh, myself, I mean, right, I'm on all the platforms, but my team kind of re- repopulates my uh, my thoughts and my words and stuff on my other platforms. So Facebook's where you're going to actually connect with me live. I have a group called the Purpose Posse, which is for people who are wide awake and aware and uh, want to learn how to expand their business to the next level. So I'm over there. And then I have a free gift for everyone, which is souljourneys.ca forward slash money. And that is where you can uh, get clear on what the deep rooted money blocks are and then additionally how to clear them because I don't believe it's fair to activate people and then just be like, okay, now that you're aware of all your money problems, see you later, right? I I then give you some tangible things to just start moving through stuff so that you can um, you know, really not only create awareness around what has been holding you back, but then look at how do you create your new money reality
1: amazing thank you I love that yeah I'm gonna link all of that in the show notes so definitely go check that out I I mean yeah (laughs) I love money I finally have made such a beautiful relationship with it it took me a while but um yes that's such a beautiful gift thank you (laughs) all right friends and there we have it that's all today I hope this inspires you and uplifts you in all the ways thank you again Jennifer for joining us today And thank you so much for tuning in. (laughs) Of course, um, as always, I'm sending all the love, light, good vibes, and magic into your home, your world, and your business. I'll see you later.
0: You've been listening to the Share Your Magic Podcast with Mary Alvazuras. If you've enjoyed what you've heard on today's episode, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Until next time, keep sharing your magic with the world. We'll catch you in the next episode.